Welcome to another episode of Random Seriousness, the podcast. It's your boy Bill. Thank you for coming back and taking time to listen to another episode. In this week's episode, we talk about confirmation bias, uh, what you may know or not know. We look into the crisis in Venezuela, and we also look at why China is investing so much into Africa. As always, share, like, subscribe, hashtag Random Seriousness. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We back, baby. Another episode of Random Seriousness hey, Podcast. Hey, hey. It's your boy, Random Brother Ser- Blue. Hey, Random Seriousness, I'm Bill. <laughs> we make up Random <laughs> Seriousness. Well, we meet to discuss topics that are oftentimes random. But always serious and thought-provoking, baby. And all we do, we usually start off with a quote that's going to make you think a little bit. I had a quote last week, so we're going to pass it off to Bill this week for a nice thought-provoking quote. Yeah, my brother. Um, simply put, intelligence, not because you think you know everything without questioning, but rather because you question everything you think you know. Drop one of Flex bombs for this. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Damn, that's a deep quote. I like that one. Yeah, they always, always, we always come, up, come so across them. You got you to gotta tell me what, what, what made you want to pick that quote of all quotes um that quote man really in it is because when you when you find out like when you start learning i would say we start learning more right. and you realize like you only know so much so you may be smarter than everyone you're around on a day right and right. then you be like but if you be honest with yourself you're like yo i really don't know a lot so the aspect of you questioning things that you think you know mm-hmm. is really more important than you thinking you know everything. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's right. the questioning aspect that comes into play there on what you know. And really that's a lifelong until you leave this place, you know, journey because you might come to a point where you're like, okay, I know this, I know this. And then some you might come across something else and you're like, dang. My whole vision on that change, you know what I'm saying. Right. So, so that'll always happen, man. But I just, I just feel like in, in, especially in today's society, a lot of people know and they have an ego with knowing, and mm-hmm. it, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, I know this, I know that, I know this, I know this. I went to school, this, I went to, this. and it's really like, if you are honest with yourself about it, mm-hmm. even if you do know more than the average person, you really only know a fraction or a degree of information. Right. You know? So like we said, the mind is all the universe is missing. Yeah, I only know what's in my world. I don't know what's in your world. I don't know what's in the whole other part of the world. So it definitely leads you to want to question and challenge everything. Just to to gain more perspective, I think it just allows your brain to to expand. And if you're not, like if you're just saying stagnant, it's like like what's the purpose? So so even to that, I'll go into like what is what does the concept of confirmation bias have to that can play off of that or play into so that you know confirmation bias and that I, I, it actually kind of is parallel because confirmation confirmation bias is pretty much okay we'll we'll paint it in the republican democrat mm-hmm. point of view so mm-hmm. if i'm a democrat 
I'm biased about everything the Democrats yeah, do Democrats or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. confirmation bias is if I go on Facebook and I'm seeing mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton did this, da, 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 and it's just confirmed. You, it's just mm-hmm. confirming the things that mm-hmm. I already quote unquote believe, yep. and it's just making me think I know it I now. I know it now. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. there's a whole other two, three, mm-hmm. four, five, six sides of it. Mm-hmm. So with confirmation bias, we really have to question where our beliefs come from and not allow ourselves to fall victim of just, oh, he say I'm right, so I'm right. You know what I'm saying? Because there's no such thing as right or wrong. It's only perspective. So. Yeah, bro, I, <laughs> you, I <laughs> promise I was about to say you took the words. Out, I'm slowly learning, man, that there really is no right or wrong. And, I mean, you got to stay with me here, people, because the granted, it is right or wrong. Like, yeah. you know, but it's just kind of like heads or tail on a coin, mm-hmm. you know, Heads and tails are different size, but they're still the same size. I mean, the one common, you know, denominator they have is that they're the same coin. So it's just more so, man, when you when you think about that, like you said, with the confirmation bias aspect mm-hmm. and just going to like, yo, I know this, I know this, I know this. That's really the ego, you know, talking exactly. to that. So when I read that article, I was like, yo, this is perfect, right? Here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang, that's all Facebook. I, and, and I was watching a video on... um by anonymous on about facebook and how like the founders pretty much wrote the code to get you addicted to it and to have have these type of things like confirmation bias mm-hmm. in the algorithm because it's, it'll know it'll keep mm-hmm. people coming on the platform mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then one of the i forgot what his and name it could have been that could have that could have happened too because what you're saying is you know I, I'm, I'm learning too as well from what you just said about mm-hmm. that that they could that could have been used in a good way you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, yeah. and it couldn't it, it, not to say that that was used in like a, a terrible way yeah. with the coding aspect of it but that could have been used in a yeah. good way as well you know but my bad, I didn't mean to, you know, cut you off for that. Nah, I was saying that, I was going to say that, like, one of the first founders doesn't even use Facebook, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. even allow his kids mm-hmm. Because he was like, mm-hmm. it's addictive. <laughs> <laughs> when yep. you have to wake up in the morning, the first thing you check is, oh, who like this, who did yep. It's like a drug almost, so, yep. yeah. So, yeah, bro, man, you sent me um some articles a while back, a few, few weeks ago, whatever, whatnot, and... um. Yeah. About Venezuela, man. Some pretty interesting stuff that you all came across, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. Can, can you give a, a high-level overview, man, before we kind of dive into that, of what's going on there? So it's, it, it appears like like it's been a constant theme in the last couple of episodes where we talk, talked about failing governments, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I don't even think is purposeful, but it's just, <laughs> it's just been coming across. like real stuff that's happening <laughs> in the world that really isn't getting a lot of um, media coverage. So... With Venezuela, pretty much they're experiencing, uh, we talked about, um, you know, the Yemen war and the huge humanitarian crisis there mm-hmm. um, last week. But now we have Venezuela, and this is being compared to, it's going to be bigger than the humanitarian crisis in Syria. So high level is uh, pretty much Venezuela um, has the world's largest oil reserves, and their government um, and country it's pretty much dependent on the money they get from exporting oil. Uh, we had several different presidents over the last, uh, let's say, 20 years or so with uh, Hugo Chavez and now uh, Nicolas Maduro. And they promised the Venezuelan people to take the dependence away from oil um, and focusing on more industries and nationalizing industries to take the reliance away because they use the oil to fund you know, social programs like school, housing, 
all that type of stuff. So when oil prices were high in the early 2000s, that's great. They were spending money like crazy, borrowing money like crazy, and they did the complete opposite of what they said they were going to do. So once oil prices started to drop five years ago, they became strapped for cash because they rely, I mean, 95% of what they export is oil related and they import everything else like clothes, food, um, medicine, et cetera. So now it's to a point where over 80% of the population is poor or extremely poor. Crazy, man. That's crazy, <laughs> and bro. 4 million That's people crazy. have already flee, like, fleed the country and search uh in search of finding better jobs or better opportunities mm-hmm. and i was reading one article in the washington post man where they're talking about like mothers are leaving their children just abandoned at orphanage yep. to try to find some opportunity it's, it's crazy man so sad so i really just wanted to talk about how how can a government and 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 country as wealthy as Venezuela was, which is one time seen as the wealthiest country in Latin America, mm-hmm. one of the the best democracy in Latin America, fall victim to greed and allow themselves to get into a crisis like this that we haven't seen in recent years. So yeah, man. Um, to answer that, it's more so you got to kind of look at the background of it. And the biggest um play or or change I would say came into play when the oil industry um under him and is started to become um more nationalized right. and that what that allowed is that the state you know could use the funds from oil to develop projects right but the thing with developing those projects is when you you know you give those you sign off on those projects a lot of corruption can happen Facts. and so now you have the start of you know how Venezuela really got to this point um, Which of, is, of, 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 I would say, I don't, I don't want to say terror, but in a, in a way, you know, mm-hmm. of, of, of conflict, because when you look at it, it's not a thing like the U S has is, 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 is meddling in there or whatnot. And I know him and is with him nationalizing it and putting it on the market at the time, mm-hmm. um, the oil prices, you know, were skyrocketing. The oil prices exactly. at the time were, were just skyrocketing. And especially under when Chavez came in, Chavez, uh, by the time he came in and he started off, oil prices had were six times greater um, in, in 2007, were six times greater than when he was elected. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he went on a national drive, you know, put everything under state control, you know, and in his view, he was, you know, giving back to the people. Right. So, but the thing about it is everyone in the oil industry and Venezuela even had his hand in, you know, helping with start with OPEC, knows that oil prices are, you know, sick. Volatile. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So oil prices start falling, and basically people were like, well, I need to get my piece before, mm-hmm. you know, those prices came. And then Chavez dies a few years later, Madurez comes in, and the big part that I left out kind of with the, with the Chavez aspect was the democracy aspect. But Maduro's when he came in, you know, many protests broke out against his government because Maduro's did things in terms, you know, to rig elections that favored his own agenda, you know, going from a more democracy state to the authoritarian state. Right. And so all in all about getting to this point, when you look at it from a historical, you know, background, 
it seems as though, like you were saying, all the loaning, what you were saying about the loans. Yeah, they was just taken out. Um, with the oil money, so with they, ex- they export oil money, mm-hmm. they send it out, they use that mm-hmm. money to fund social programs, mm-hmm. and then I guess they take loans for everything else. So mm-hmm. their imports, um, and I guess pay the government. <laughs> and they got the social, they got the social, the social programs came in under Chavez. Yeah. When yeah. They, who did he get it from? He got it from um, Cuba. Yeah. When he went, he, he was, he was, he was good uh, friends with Fidel and he saw those social programs they had over there. But the crazy thing is, is that, so Chavez was more, um, Chavez and, and Maduro are both socialists. So they mm-hmm. were moving Venezuela into this, you know, state owned, everybody is equal type of, you know, socialist economy where it was privatized, so it was no free market. Mm-hmm. But Chavez, back in, I believe it was 92, tried to overthrow the president at mm-hmm. the time cool. mm-hmm. based on mm-hmm. uh, based on the mandate that, yo, I want to end the corruption in government and mm-hmm. all this stuff. So then when he gets in, in the government, everybody loves him because he starts all these social programs, mm-hmm. et cetera, mm-hmm. and, and moves it to a, you know, a social society. But then he falls victim to the corruption as well. I was just about to ask you, okay, so speaking on corruption, and like you said, we know to this point right now, I mean, it's a, it's a lot, excuse me, deeper dive in mm-hmm. it, you know, to it, but we, we stay kind of high level. We know corruption and economic, you know, mixed management by the government played a very key role in the current crisis that's going on in Venezuela with like we saw, I saw videos of people in lines, can't even waiting to get formula, milk for babies, toilet yeah. tissue, things of that nature. It brings up a question: Why do you think you know we as humans are so obsessed with 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 power and money? And even do you, do you feel is we are obsessed, or do you feel it's shown that we are obsessed? And then once we see, like, oh, that's how we supposed to be, so that's what makes a big a, a big play on it. How you feel about that? See, the crazy thing is, it's like. So I've never like so for where I come from, like my family, everything like mm-hmm. that, like I I used to think a hundred dollars made us rich, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When I was a kid. So and I, I always seen, you know, my mom do it less than, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it wasn't like of course I always wanted to have money, but I always wanted money just in the sense of comfort. Mm-hmm. So for me, my perspective is like, dude, like you're running a country and yeah, you're getting a bunch of, you know, you're getting probably millions on top of millions of dollars. But at one point in time, what what else can you buy? You know what I'm saying? You got your cars, you got clothes, you eat good, you got a nice house. I mean, why why sacrifice the lives of literally millions of people, men, women, and children, over some money? Like, come on, man. Like, it's, it just seems like that that power it's more so i think a power thing and i think our society has just been programmed with you know power and money are synonymous like you can't have one without the other so i think especially in governments that's the the important thing is the money grab especially in a in a capitalistic type type of society and i think more so probably even a democracy because we know democracy comes from that uh u.s influence but mm-hmm. on that note I mean, what what do you think about Venezuela even because Maduro and um, Chavez were trying to move it to more of a a free market uh, economy 
instead of it being uh, nationalized and dependent on state. So clearly they weren't successful, but I mean, why do you think they chose to, to do that after 20 years, 20 plus years of success the opposite way? Yeah, man, it's, 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 it's very crazy because the whole 20th century, you know, Venezuela depended on itself and there was no problem until they, you know, first dug for oil 1914 when they when they dug for oil and found out they had oil and all these you know yeah. oil reserves and figured out they had the largest oil reserves it was just it's it's kind of it's it's just weird i mean that question alone explains really the whole situation because before the people were involved i would say and when you go to a more nationalized aspect you make the people feel they involved now I'm not saying this is not this is not like set in stone I'm talking about for this situation here we we go to that nationalized aspect you make people feel more involved but people are behind they the scenes doing too. corrupt stuff now they're doing corrupt stuff yeah dependent yeah. and they're doing corrupt stuff so that's how corruption can come in because mm-hmm. like hey all right Danny you supposed to do this with this not you I don't want to use you but you know you you doing this with that and yeah really you're supposed to be doing it for the people but you're like no nah, I'm gonna get my cut do this da, 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 and the people suffering because you remember when they went nationalized, the middle and upper class were the ones seeing the benefits from the oil money. Yeah. And the poor people weren't. Because, like, with, with all the industries being, like, I mean, the state owned the bank. I mean, the country owned the bank. Everything just companies, taking out loans. Energy companies. <laughs> the oil companies. So, like, when they're trying to develop cities and build new roads and build new housing projects... And that's going to come on the president's desk. He going to look at, hmm, I know Joe and my cabinet got a cement co- or he got a mm-hmm, construction company. Mm-hmm, I'm going to give him this mm-hmm, get it, give him this proposal. Mm-hmm. He went it. That's delegating putting more money in his pocket. Yeah, yeah. You delegating and the powers. You don't the, know. Yeah, the citizens or the, little, the average Joe who just got a mom and pop construction company, he don't never get a chance mm-hmm, to win that. So mm-hmm. it makes the citizens constantly dependent on it. Where I think that where they messed up is really just – business sense one-on-one a lack of diversification <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i mean but 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 i can argue on the flip side of that it wasn't that because you let's take saudi arabia then saudi yeah. arabia been for years and they don't have the i mean venezuela has the largest oil reserves we yeah. know saudi arabia right now as a oil-based nation i mean granted we talked about on the last episode they're trying to you know change but we know them as an orbit so we know that just relying on it can be fine but as the new king got a lot of business like agree agree but the new king even coming in like we said we know we take Mm -hmm. this word for he even coming in and talk about corruption right you know what i'm saying so corruption comes into play it seems as though in these situations you know, I think all governments corrupt. It, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's all we saw in House of Cards, and you saw how House of Cards turned into the current United States of America. So we know it's you know it exists. When a billion, everyone's entitled to their opinion. You're entitled. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. You know you're entitled it to opinion, man. It's, you know, it's, it's nothing to it. I, I I agree. You know how you definitely know how I feel about but that. I think, but. And, and then just just wrapping up on this, like I I feel like we can get into a just solutions, but um venezuela has an election going coming up in which mm-hmm. even the united states is starting to get involved mm-hmm. in saying like yo y'all mm-hmm. need to really straighten up or mm-hmm. we gonna put sanctions on your oil experts 
I mean exports rather. And that if the U.S. does that, that could cripple them even worse. Yeah, they're so, already in a bad. I was about to say they're already in a terrible position right now. So pretty much, where where does Venezuela go from here, and how how wh- is there a recovery, or do you think they just? I definitely think it's a recovery, but the only thing I hate about the recovery route that I can see or foretell just off the past um, ways is the U.S. coming in, giving them a loan, helping them out that way, and being under control from that aspect. You yeah, know, you investing in getting that money, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, the, at the rate they're going with the people they have right now, if yeah. this continues, they have to do something. They have to accept something, it has some to, type of loan it, aspect or some something from it because there's no way – who gonna pay? Who gonna give them money? You know no, they no, can't no, that's pay what them I'm back. Saying. <laughs> but it's not. But their problem more so is not that they don't have ways to pay it back and reach. I mean, granted, oil is low right now, but they can find ways to, you know. Yeah. It's just about the the corruption. They have to clean up the the biggest thing to answer that question is to clean up the corruption. Yeah. That is the first and foremost thing. So they have to figure out how they can go about you know that. And and speaking of like I was saying. With the U.S. investing in countries, that leads into the next aspect of our next topic, I would say, that we go into is China and Africa. Speaking of the motherland, shameless plug, if you haven't gone to see Black Panther yet, I encourage you to do so. Me and Bill have already seen it twice. (laughs) Hey, Wakanda is Atlanta, y'all. I just want y'all to know that. It was filmed in Atlanta. I just found out out today. Shout out my Atlanta people. <laughs> uh, it's filming in Atlanta, so yeah. <laughs> Back on track, but <laughs> <laughs> what, so what exactly is going on? Because I I've read a little bit about this too and seen a little bit coverage about it. But what exactly is China doing, investing so much in Africa? Simply put, they just getting in the game with uh the U.S. and Europe and Russia and everybody uh jumping in, but uh. Man, on a serious note, man, uh, China has joined the investing game, quote-unquote investing game. I want to say another word, but I'm not going to say it, so I'm going to just say investing Mm -hmm. um, aspect that a lot of people from the West are doing um, in terms of, you know, going in for the resources. And uh, basically, you know, the differentiation aspect that China brings to Africa is that when they invest, they invest with the mindset of not bothering political affairs. So, right. you know, most people in the West come in, you already know, we only got to talk, we didn't talk about this already. Oh, no, man. That's we didn't the already thing. talked about this. That's the thing I'm a little bit worried about because usually yep. we've seen that if somebody give you some money for mm-hmm. something, just like, just yep. like uh, you know, rest in peace to all those victims of the shooting in Parkland, but um, there was a big debate about um, – uh, government officials getting funded from the NRA. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they couldn't say anything against the NRA mm-hmm. when people was talking about mm-hmm. them with the, with the mm-hmm. school shooting and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Well, the I guess the biggest thing is the difference what we've seen. We've seen direct involvement, which is people going in, messing with the government, saying this is the government, yeah. overthrowing people. This is more so indirect where the sense of uh, in the sense of they're just investing and I assume, you know, that they're just going to overload them with debt to a point where they you can control, you know, political affairs. Yeah. Like but, you know, like I was saying, uh, more so that's their biggest differentiation um, to it. And a lot of people actually are, um, you know, they really don't have too much of a problem with this aspect of it, I, I should say, 
Um, and I saw. I, mean, they, I think it's good. I mean, I mean, you're starting to see. At, but a side note on another side note, um, the crazy thing is, I just realized how big Africa was. I was looking at a video and it said that African was bigger, bigger than the U.S., Europe, India, and China combined. <laughs> yeah, you just no, no, no. That that's that's really how big, and that's why I was telling you earlier when we was talking about it. It just seems as though everyone has like a, it's like a consensus. Even though we might be enemies, we all know we need to go into Africa. And get these resources out of here some right. way, some possible. But like I was saying, a 2016 Afrobarometer survey of uh, 36 African countries found that 63% of Africans found China's influence somewhat are very positive. You know what I'm saying? And the top two countries asked which countries provide the best development model for Africa. 30% said the U.S. and 24% said China. So of you have a direct involvement in government when they invest in at right. number one with the U.S. and then you have an indirect, you know what I'm saying, involvement from that aspect. But um, the biggest thing is that China is investing to build the infrastructure. Now, wait, when we talk about investing, what is I mean? What are we talking millions? I'm sorry, they're giving out loans to. Uh, let me rephrase that. They're giving out loans and very favorable loans that are helping you know struggling governments that want to become a part of the capitalistic free market world global economy. Right. Giving out loans to help build the infrastructure, dams, bridges, roads, things of that nature. And in return, they get resources to them. You know what I'm saying? Sent out to them. So my biggest question is, I mean, do we see this anywhere else in the modern world? Like, do we have... Does does China invest in United States infrastructure <laughs> or? Because we had a D plus. Yeah. our infrastructure had a D plus. Do we invest in Iceland's infrastructure? Great I mean, question. Why? Why? I mean, I, I know why. <laughs> yeah. I know why. I elaborate Africa, on that. Yeah. But <laughs> why can't we just do? I'm not saying we, but why can't Africa do this themselves? You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like they like the smarts. It's not like they like they don't. They have all the resources. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Is it just the cash? Like what? Yeah, it's just to me, to me, more so when you look at it, and that's a great question, man. Of 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 why you would say they want to be involved? It's just more so of of the inclusion aspect of getting involved in the global market economy with yeah. everyone. You know what I'm saying? So they're looking at it as okay, we may not have the technology and whereabouts for the infrastructure or the money to fund that. Let's say that. Let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. You know, the money to fund that. Right. So. We take these loans, get that, you know, and we go from there. Now, a big thing um, that you had told me about, matter of fact, too, is that the Chinese, when they're a lot of these projects that they're investing in African, they're bringing like 10 percent of the work of their own workforce. If not to more. These. Yeah, to these. So how you what, what do you think about that? Like, what is that? I would say, what does that say? Is, is Could that be problematic? Are they trying to move their people in? Because they're already taking their resources. I mean, just to quick yeah. give you an idea of the resources aspect, China really has, they have, they, you know, they have severe, they face severe resources, resource shortages, you know, despite aggressive efforts to increase the production of those resources. So, I mean, I think it's, it, it just goes back to, you know, like like Dame Dad said, whoever paying you is the boss. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's your boss. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they can literally do whatever they want because oh yo, yo, we paying for this. We gonna bring 
our our guy to manage it, another guy to direct it, and then another guy to pick the employees, and then we'll hire a couple of your people, but mm -hmm. my people running this. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we paying for it. So I understand because probably the infrastructure is being built with some type of Chinese um, perspective mm -hmm. or similar to a city there. Mm -hmm. So I can understand at a high level why you would want your own workers. Mm -hmm. But then the African, I would think the African leaders would want to keep that influence as minimal as possible mm -hmm. to keep what's theirs looking like theirs. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it, you, we don't want to turn Africa in, or whatever, you know, if it's Ethiopia mm -hmm. or Eritrea, wherever they are, wherever this, you know, this Chinese money is going, we don't want that to turn into another China. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's different. In when you were talking about the hiring aspect, I want to kind of dig into uh, one that's pretty very interesting to me, man. Um, and the slogan for this is "Made in Ethiopia." Dot 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 by China. Yeah. And actually, Ethiopia, China's in Ethi China's investment is helping Ethiopia to enter to enter the you know in the low ranks of the supply chain um for the apparel industry yeah and it's and, it, and it's pretty very interesting so when we take this situation china's invested 10.7 billion in loans to well i keep saying invested <laughs> china has given 10.7 billion in loans to ethiopia uh from 2010 to 2015-16 um time period and the majority of that money like i said has been uh, been spent on lucrative you know infrastructure contracts so example they spent 1.4 by billion uh for transmissions lines to carry power from the um these uh dams that they have uh from the energy sector from a rail sector they're building a 450 mile um Addis ababa uh railway that links you know the capital to a vital port telecommunication right. investing and manufacturing but one would say yo why like are these areas you know picked out specifically out of how's it going and granted they are picked out specifically from a resource standpoint but at the same time these countries are so, and governments are so wanting to get into the global economy that they're luring um, these countries in with tax incentives. So they're exempt from taxes for the first five years of businesses, which is a big thing that I want to talk about real quick because a lot of companies have took these tax incentives and when the fifth year comes up, they uproot operations. Of course. And then they're out. You know what I'm saying? And they, you know, they're absolved from duties or taxes on the import of, you know, capital goods and construction supplies. So I want to talk about the quote unquote land grabbing aspect that is going on. You want to kind of. That's why I think it's a. Speak on, you know, speak on that. I just want to give a, a, a detailed example so people kind of see like how you can look at it. Because this is very big, you know, the apparel industry yeah. coming to Ethiopia with the Hawassi Industrial Park. My thing is just like, man. I mean, I, I understand it and I get it. And I think that the world view of Africa has shifted dramatically since, you know, in just our 26, 27 years on earth, I think. Because, you know, when we as a kid, like we talked about this before, when we as a kid, all you saw about Africa was feed the children. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, we talked about it before. And now yeah. we're starting to see, like, I think 10 of the, out of 10 of the fastest growing economies in the world, six of the countries are in Africa. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. we're starting to see Africa assert itself on a world stage now, and I think the worldview is changing of them. But I think that the world knows. I feel like it was already new. They already knew. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, the yeah. world knows. They already now, knew. It's just when the information. Africa is, is catching up. Uh -huh. like, yeah. yeah, maybe what we got is like. The world already knew what time it was. Like. I just, I mean, I, maybe I need to research a little bit more, but I just don't see 
this maybe it does happen and we just don't hear about it but like a country investing so heavily in another country without any type of well this is new really time time will really tell but you know thoughts of the past and what i'm looking at and what i know from of the past is that like you said there really is when this happens yeah. Some type of control is taking we, we over. All we talked about is corruption. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. like, this just breeze. Like, yep. yo, all right, yep. so we're going to give you this 10, 27 billion now. And then, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And it go back to what I, what we saying with the quote, questioning what you know. Yeah. Because you know what I'm saying? You're looking at like, oh, they investing it. You know, China's investing, helping build up infrastructure. Right. And, you know, Africa's able to. But when you look at it, like I said, it seems as though like it's a consensus of countries outside of Africa. It's almost every one of them, I would say. And it seems as though they have like this, hey, you take your part, I'm gonna take my part. It's resources yeah. everywhere, so we can just, you know, grab our little part. I mean, I, I can't even imagine, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know like Britain and Europe used to have this influence here in America, but that was because they were we were colonized by them. Mm-hmm. And now I, I mean I it's just not being colonized. Yeah, I just think colonized. that that's gonna lead to some colonization and it's just gonna I, I just I just don't want that for for the motherland because we know how much mineral wealth there is and I think they just gotta get on the same page, but it's so big and then and that's the crazy thing, it's so big, it's like you bound to not be on the same page as somebody else. So I really don't know the answer to this. So I'ma ask it to you because I'm 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 skeptical. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely skeptical about all of this. <laughs> how does China benefit from its investments in Africa? Well, like I said, the resource grab or the, the, the land grab aspect, I, I definitely encourage everyone to look into the Hawassi Industrial Park, the um, the apparel, the manufacturing industry, I would say they're been in Ethiopia. Very good look. Like I say, made in Ethiopia by China. But <laughs> um, the biggest thing that you see is everyone used to, and well, we still do, I should say, you know, outsource thing you always hear about we talked about that outsourcing things to china for cheap labor right and now china really is outsourcing stuff to africa mm-hmm. for cheap labor but africa i mean it's really not you it's it's kind of not a bad thing and then it is you know it's, it's it's a thin line in there because when you look at it africa for the aspect of them wanting to come into the global economy they're going to have cheap labor because cheap labor really for their economy now is really good like they're making a lot of money you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so in their own economy the cheap labor that we're looking at on the outside like yo man we're not paying them nothing is a lot of money in their economy because they're trying to come up in the world so china takes that for the projects that they're building and more so i would say that's the biggest benefit is that they can have cheap labor as well right outsourced to africa while you know giving out loans, which mm-hmm. aka debt, you are we already know how debt is. Are we in so much debt? But um we already know how debt is and 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 that's really, you know, the the big side effect to it, man. So very interesting, man. Like I say, we already know about other countries um investing in Africa, but it's pretty pretty interesting now to see uh China's push and I and I'm saying now, this has been going on for some years, but it's really kind of coming to a, a fold, I would say, when I started seeing, you know, apparel industry and stuff. Because at first it just used to be like commodities, but right. commodity prices have gone down, you know, over the past year. So now it's other things, like I said, with the apparel industry and things of that nature. Right.
So, um, man, I guess that makes sense, but uh, <laughs> man, stay woke, out there, for real, man. Stay woke, whoa, out whoa, there. whoa, nah, man. It's just it just go back to what we were saying in the beginning. Make just sure y'all make reading sure. all them contracts, yeah. terms and services. Don't just push agree. Anything you know, man. Anything <laughs> the biggest thing. Anything like you say, you think you know. Just make sure you you know you're 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 always consistently questioning what you may think you know. You know, and just pay attention to everything around you. You know, so you can catch clues, different clues the universe put out there for you. But um, definitely, you know, look up look up some more stuff. Um, subscribe to the blog. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. Before we leave, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Facebook, Random Seriousness Pod. Um, at Random Seriousness Pod. Follow, like, share. Um, we got the SoundCloud, Random mm-hmm. Seriousness. Mm-hmm. And Write now a review, we also, please. also on iTunes, very important. Five-star reviews. Please Shout write a review. Shout out to um, the, Two couple, seconds. the couple people that left a review. Um, yep. Shout out to Shayla. Shout out to Pat. Uh, definitely appreciate y'all. Um, but definitely subscribe on iTunes, Random Seriousness. Uh, continue to share. Give us feedback. Um, RandomSeriousness.com for all blog posts as well. So. Yep, yep, yep. Check out the website. On that note. Yeah. We out. Okay.